I hope we're on Facebook Live. We're trying to be. If we are, welcome to our home. We're honored to have all of us. We're so excited about being able to do this devotion from our home. It's unusual circumstances, but God's still God. Boy, he's been blessing us all day. We've been praying and thinking about this, and I'm just uh, honored and thrilled to be here. And uh, I've had a lot of folks tell me they were going to watch and listen. A lot of friends and brothers and sisters and some people I didn't even know. And I've had a number of my cousins uh, that have contacted me and said they're going to be listening. So I'm, I'm real thrilled and thankful. Love all of you. I'd like to say just a word of prayer to get started as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace. And uh, God, you're so good and you're good all the time. Even in the midst of the storm and in the midst of the trouble, you're still God. You're still good and you're still on your throne. And God, we praise you that you are God and we can depend on you. And God, we thank you for just letting us feel your presence today. And God, I praise your holy name. And Lord, we ask you these things. We ask you to help us tonight, God. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. And this won't surprise most of you that know me. I'm going to make a request to my wife. I'm going to ask her that she'd come and sing a song for us tonight. So you pray for her while she comes. We're not very savvy with this uh, live Facebook, but um, I want to thank God for his sweet spirit that I felt today. Terry and I have Amen. talked about sharing this broadcast and We've been prayerful, we've had prayer together, and, and as I was praying, I asked the Lord to just direct our paths, that we'd know what to do, and um, he told me, I'm still God, Amen. and so what an awesome God that we have, so I'm going to try to sing How Great Thou Art. I thought that was appropriate for this, uh, this broadcast, is uh, our God's still great, so pray Amen. for me as I try to sing this. Pray. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars and I hear Thy powers throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How
sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. Amen. That on the cross, all my burdens gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. When Christ shall with a shout of acclamation yep. to take me home. Yes, Lord. Oh, what joy will fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration. Mm -hmm. And there proclaim, My God, how great Thou art. Yeah. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. Amen. How great Thou art. stay right there. I'll just make another request if you can. Uh, there's some folks, according to what I'm seeing, that got uh, logged on late and I'd like for them to hear you sing a little bit more. Could you either sing another verse of that again or sing another? When Christ shall come with a shout of acclamation to take me what joy will fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God, how great thou then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my
Hey, man. Just pray for us while we get changed spots back. on the heart tonight that God's been impressing me and giving me a burden for it. We hear the phrase a lot of times, focus on the family, and that's a good phrase. But what I'd like to use for a subject tonight is refocus on the family. Sometimes it's easy for our focus to sort of drift away, uh, maybe other things get in our way and distract us. Uh, you might notice, and that's part of the reason we set this up like this, uh, this uh, wall hanging here says over here, says we are family. I'd like to show you something else. I have a family picture here. It's our family. It's a great picture. And uh, if you can see it real well, and I hope you can, uh, if you look at uh, some of these young folks here, uh, you'd say, well, they're just kids. And they were, but they're not now. They're adults now. Time passes by so fast. And, that's one of the things I want to talk about. I want to read some scripture and I want you to pray real hard. And uh, I need your prayers. And uh, Back here in the, the scripture uh, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, I want to read uh, uh, some verses here starting with verse 13. Wherefore, this is Paul talking to the people of Ephesus. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. And listen to this. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Boy, what about that? The, the whole family of heaven and earth. Of course, that's talking about God's family. And I praise God for God's family. There's three aspects of family I want to focus on tonight. One's God's big family. One's our local church family, and that's real important. And the, the family that's the mom and the dad and the children in the home. Uh, sometimes there's just one or two in the family. Sometimes there's a lot. But that family unit's really important. And I want to go into... Uh, the book of Luke, and I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to tell you about it. If you'd like to read it, it's in the 8th chapter of the book of Luke. Jesus came uh, into a place that was called the Gadarenes, country of Gadarenes. It's over there uh, right by the Sea of Galilee. He went there for a reason. You know, when Jesus comes by, he always has something on his heart. He found a man that dwelt in the tombs. He lived in a graveyard, and nobody could control that man. They couldn't contain him. If they tried to chain him up, he'd break his chains. But I'm telling you what, Jesus had what that man needed. When he found that man, and he began to talk to him, and that man was possessed with demons. The demons uh, spoke out, and uh, they wanted Jesus to leave them alone, but Jesus said, what is your name? And they said, or he said, legions, because they were many. Well, when Jesus talked to that man, I'll make this kind of short here, but uh, get right to the point. Jesus cast the demons out of that man. Uh, those demons went into a herd of swine. They ran down the hill into the lake and they, they died there. They drowned. Jesus set that man free. Boy, when Jesus was getting ready to leave, 
that man came, and I can understand this, uh, putting it in my words, he said, Lord, can I just go with you? Jesus said, no. And I do want to read one verse down here. He said, return to thine own house and show how great things the Lord hath done unto thee. He went home. I'm telling you, he had work to do with his own family. I'm sure there's folks listening tonight. This is the burden that's on my heart. I'm sure there are folks listening tonight that really need to get on fire for God so they can help their family. We got some really good families. Well, I appreciate the families we got. We got a lot of good families in church. But I see, and some of you tell me, I'm not where I need to be. Well, I'd like for you to think about that tonight. I'd like for you to really get in. This man that Jesus set free from the demons, and who would have thought a man that dwelt among the tombs and cut himself and broke chains? And He was a wild man. But when Jesus changed him, he was able to be a person that told folks about Jesus. All of us can be that. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm telling you what, but God knows what we need. He knows just who we are. He knows what we are. So that's focusing on the family. That man focused on his family. And let me tell you what tonight. If you're listening and you have children in your home that are not saved, Boy, I'm praying for them. I, I have a, a lot of young folks that are on my heart. I have some older folks on my heart too. But I have a lot of young folks that are on my heart. I hope that you're all gathered around listening tonight. And here's what I'd like to see happen. God only knows if this can happen, but this has been part of my prayer and my burden all day. I would pray that even now, or at least when this uh, time of devotion is over, I would hope that you parents could uh, get your children gathered up with you have prayer with them, maybe read a, a Bible verse to them. Uh, you know, uh, in our church covenant, in about the middle uh, paragraph in that church covenant, it said, we engage therefore to maintain family and secret devotions, to religiously educate our children and to seek the salvation of our kindred and our acquaintances. Boy, I tell you what, we've got some things that needs to be done. Those are powerful things to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances. And boy, I, I like that about, uh, about our children. We need to tell our children about Jesus. And what I was starting to say is, I hope that even now, uh, while I'm speaking to you about these things about the family, that you could get this on your heart and you could pray. And even now, or maybe when I'm done speaking, you could say to your children, uh, come, uh, let mom or dad give you a hug. And I pray that God might give you a spirit to say to your children, honey, have you ever been saved? Do you feel like praying? Well, wouldn't that be something tonight if uh, we could get some text messages and Facebook messages and phone calls after a while? Somebody would say, uh, boy, uh, God moved in our home. See, God's able to move in our home. We don't have to be in the church house. Well, I love the church house, but God's everywhere. God can move in our home. And I would pray that God would bless you to be able to speak to those children and, and ask them, uh, do you feel like praying? Uh, would you like to get saved? Let's just get down here and pray. Boy, it's just something special about being in your own home like that. Uh, you, we've had people get saved in our home. We've had people stop by and say, can you pray with this one or that one? And uh, We have, and we've seen them get saved. Our son Blaine got saved at home. He wasn't in the house on the couch. Uh, he was out in the backyard on a dirt pile. His cousin Joe was with him. Uh, Blaine had been under conviction, and uh, Joe asked Blaine out there if he wanted to pray and 
uh, Blaine started crying and they bowed down there on the old dirt pile out in the back of the house and Blaine got saved. Well, I'm telling you, we've got a soul-saving God. Let me share something with you from the book of Esther. You folks that read the Bible know that Esther was a great queen and, and she was a Jew and she was powerful. And her cousin Mordecai had adopted her because she uh, didn't have a mom and dad. Her mom and dad had died. And so Mordecai had adopted her. And Mordecai was a powerful man. But there was an evil man in the country named Haman. And he was trying to do away with the Jews. And he was trying to do away with Haman. And he was trying to do away with Esther. I won't go into all that story, but let me just suffice it to say, God delivered Esther and God delivered Mordecai. He delivered the Jews from Haman's evil plot. He got them free from it. Well, here's what I want to read to you down in the 15th chapter of the uh, book of Esther. Uh, verse 26 says, Wherefore, Linda brought sometimes when heaven moves and God passes by just right, I can celebrate the broken pieces yeah. that God put back together. That's true. I had broken pieces in my soul. I was dying on my way to hell. But when Jesus came by, he delivered me from sin and set me free. And when the Spirit moves like he is right now, I can celebrate. He fixed my... Folks, there's things we need to be doing as families. We need to be lifting up Jesus. I'll tell you what, in this day and age that we live in, it's busy. Oh, there's so much stuff going on. And, and let me say this, and I'm not criticizing anybody. This is just the kind of way life is. When all this stuff came up about the coronavirus and things started shutting down, schools started closing and uh, sporting events started canceling and uh, all these things started happening, I know folks started trying to figure out what can I do to entertain my children? If I had small children at home, I'd be doing that. I'm not being critical. What can I find on TV that's suitable for them to watch? What kind of games can I get them to play? But I'm telling you what, even more important than trying to find anything like that is trying to teach them about Jesus. Let me suggest that every day that you've got extra time, open up your Bible and talk about Jesus. Tell them a, tell them a good Bible story. Uh, tell them something out of the Scripture. Tell them about that uh, little lady uh, that came down to the well that time, that woman from Samaria. Jesus came down there and met her at the well. Tell them about that. That's in the fourth chapter of John. Or go there, the third chapter of John, and read to them about that man Nicodemus. He was a religious fellow. But he came to Jesus by night, and Jesus said in John 3, 3, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Oh, but Jesus had the answer, praise God. In John 3, 16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, you can't see it, but we've got a, a, a sign on the wall in there that says, As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. You might be able to see it. Linda's pointing at it, pointing the camera at it. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Back in the book of Joshua, Joshua told the children of Israel. He said, we need to decide something. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Are you going to serve the gods of your fathers from before the flood? Are you going to serve the God of the Amalekites in whose land that we now dwell? 
He said, decide if you're going to serve them, if you're going to serve God. Boy, I like Joshua's thing. He said, but as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, I'm glad I had parents that brought me to church and taught me about Jesus. I'm glad I've got a church to go to that loves the Lord and has a Holy Spirit in it. It moves and we can see people being convicted. Well, I'm telling you what, I won't do it because it'd embarrass people. It's just it'd be, be too much publicity. But I could start and I could give you a list of the names of people that I've got a burden on the heart and like to see get saved. Then I've got another list over here. Not literally a list. I'm not pointing a list. I've got the list in my heart and my mind. But I could write them down, but I didn't need to. I could, I could go to another list and I'd say, well, this lady needs to get in church. She's got children that needs to be taught about Jesus. I could say, this man needs to get in church. He's got a wife that's lost and needs to get saved. Boy, I'm telling you what, family's important. I'm telling you, there's nothing more important. Family is the basic building block of society that God's given us today. The devil's trying to tear up the structure of the family. But God still has a, a family. He has a family tree. God has a family design. And whether it's your natural family or whether it's the local church family. You know, I, I never had any brothers and sisters when I was growing up. I was the only child. Some folks thought I was lucky. I thought I missed out. Uh, but I had some people that was like brothers and sisters to me. A couple different groups. I had folks I went to church with, and boy, they were close to me. And one of those fellows, I just preached his funeral on Monday. Jerry Smith, he's gone to be with the Lord. He got saved when he was just a boy. I remember him getting saved and moving in the Spirit. I got a witness. I know he's gone to be with the Lord. My church family, uh, they seemed close to me uh, like brothers and sisters. And boy, I was blessed to have some good cousins. I've got a bunch of good cousins and we'd laugh together and play together and sometimes some of us would go to church together. But I'm telling you one thing, I'm part of the family of God. I'm part of that church family, I'm part of my natural family, but I'm part of the family of God. Preacher, how do you know you're part of the family of God? Because I was born again. I got saved. You know, they tell me that in October the 20th, 1946, that's what mom told me. She said, that's when I was born. You know I can't remember that. A lot of things I can't remember from just a few days ago. I sure couldn't remember when I was born. But when I was about 12 years old in the fall, God moved through the old church. God spoke to my heart and the old preacher stood and preached Jesus to me. They weren't condemning me. They were telling me the truth. But God's Holy Spirit caused me to feel some condemnation. I didn't want to die and go to hell. I didn't think I was a bad boy, but the gospel told me I was lost. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Boy, I'm telling you what, I was a shy young man. But God blessed me and he gave me strength. I said, God, I can't go to the altar. God said, yes, you can. I'll help you. Well, I went to the altar, and I'm not going to tell all the details. I went more than once. But I got saved. I was born into the family of God. Now, my natural family, my mom and daddy, they've already died, but they've gone to heaven. I've got aunts and uncles. It's already dead. It's gone to heaven. I've got a lot of cousins. Some of them's already died, but a lot of them are still here. But I'll tell you one thing. You know, 
It's nice to have a family reunion. I like to get together with my kinfolks. I like to get together with my loved ones. But I'll tell you something. I'm going to a great reunion. Our preacher Arnold Petrie used to say we have, uh, we have homecomings down here. But he said, before long, preacher, I'm going to have a home going. And he did. One of these days, I'm going to have a home going. And I praise God for what I have in my soul that makes me know I'm going to have a home going. Now, I'm going to call on my sweet wife again. We're coming to a close here. That's about all I've got on my heart. But I'm glad to refocus on the family. And folks, uh, examine it. See where you're at. And if God wants you to do something, do it. And if God will let you speak to those children about their soul welfare, please do that while Linda sings this song. I'm just going to sing the chorus of As for Me and My House, We'll Serve the Lord. Okay, thank you. Though the world says I'm peculiar. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I know they just don't, they don't know. understand. They don't understand. Why I cry. Yeah. I get happy. Praise the Lord. Why I shout and raise my hands. Yeah, my hands. Yeah. But as Come on. for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. Boy, praise God. Now, come over here by me, and uh, I'm going to just turn this around this way. And uh, praise God for letting us have this time of devotion and worship. And praise God for all you folks that's listening and watching. We're going to come to a close. God bless you and all. We love you. Bye-bye.